0: saved and lost alike. They find that we're boasters, boasting as though we own our breath, as though we own our heartbeat, and as though time is owned and mastered by ourselves. We shall do, we say. We shall go, we say. We shall earn, we say, without bringing God into the equation without bringing God into the conversation, and without bringing God into the question, Lord, what sayest thou? Lord, what do you think? If you will, or if you don't. Now our boasters and the Bible tells us, through the pen of James, he writes in James 4, and verse 16, but now you rejoice in your boastings, All such rejoicing is evil, he says. So it's evil in the sight of God when we take him for granted. Our boastings are evil in the sight of the Lord when we take not only God for granted, but what he gives us in grace for granted, whether we know him or not. Can I ask you a question today? Have you thanked God for what you've received? Did you thank God when you got out of bed and you were living in the land of the living? Did you thank God by going and getting around the Lord's table breaking bread and drinking from the cup that would remind ourselves of the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious shed blood? Did you give thanks for Calvary? Did you give thanks for the sacrifice of the Son of God? Did you give thanks this morning when you got out of bed and there was food in your cupboard? Maybe your children are healthy and well. Did you give thanks? Did you give thanks this morning as you ate your breakfast or before it? Did you give thanks when you had clothes in your cupboard to put in your back on your wardrobes? Did you give thanks when you get into a car to come to the drive-in? Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, Lord, you have me this day in the land of the living that I may walk before men and women, that I may walk before people to testify of the goodness of God. Have you thanked him today? Have you acknowledged the Lord today? Have you said, Lord, here's our plans what do you say about it? Lord, is it willing that you and I go? Is it your will that I go? And I go to this place. Is it your will, Lord, that you'll give me journeying and traveling mercies as we go, even to the drive-in or wherever you've been all this day? Have you acknowledged God? Proverbs 3 and 6 says, Acknowledge him in all your ways. That's what it says. In every single thing, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Have you acknowledged God this morning, this afternoon or today, and given him thanks and brought him into your life? Christian, brought him into your dinner table and around the seated area, among your family, whoever you ate with at lunch today, your Sunday dinner. Did you bring God into the meal with you? Did you give thanks for the food that was provided by his hand from his bounty? Did you give thanks? And did you bring him in to your home? Here we're told in the book of James, in verse 13 of chapter 4, Go to now ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city. And continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Here's man's equation of things we will go, we will buy, we will sell, we will get gain. In other words, we will live life to the fullest. I shall do my own thing, I shall live my own way, I shall walk my own path, I will go to a city, I will go to a town. I will go to a business deal. I will go to meet others. And we shall do our own thing. Taking God for granted. Taking God for granted at his mercy. And his goodness. That he bestows upon each and every one of us. Throughout all of these years and these days. Taking it for granted. That we will arrive at our destination that we will not only arrive, but we will do well. And when we do well, we will pour the luxuries upon ourselves, building our own kingdom, building our own lot, and saying, look what I have, and I have built well. Notice here we all do it in all of our lives, our workplaces, wanting the best, nothing wrong with that. Doing the best, nothing wrong with that. Looking for the high power and the job and the situations, nothing wrong with that. But rather, what is wrong with it is when God is not within it. And God who hath blessed thee with all meat and manner for the mouth, for you, for your living, for your body, temporal blessings. Here we find that man takes him for granted and we're told that such rejoicing is boastful and it's evil in the sight of God. Such rejoicing is boastful and it's evil in the sight of God. Let me tell you, friend, the Bible tells us that every good gift, every perfect gift, is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Tells us that it's God who has given every good and perfect gift. And oh, he may bestow gifts upon us in this life in his grace and mercy. But I can tell you something, friend. The perfect gift of God is this. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish but have everlasting life. There is the gift of God. That will never be retracted. From the man and the woman. Who will call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. There Christ. The perfect gift of the father. Died. In our room instead, our substitute, shedding his own blood that we might be saved, blood-washed, blood-bought, and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Friend, Christian, when was the last time you stopped for a moment to thank your Heavenly Father? To thank the Son of God, through the Spirit of God to say, Lord, I thank you and praise you. For all that you've done for me. For everything that you've given to me. For your most bountiful, glorious hand in my life. For the health that I have. For the strength still left. For the ability to go on. To be able to eat at a table with family and friends. But greater still, Lord, I thank you that I'm saved by your grace. That I'm kept by your power. And you will neither leave me nor forsake me. When, friend, Christian, was the last time you said that. And took a minute, took a while, spent an hour with the Lord to just give thanks and ask him for nothing. And to thank him for everything. Give thanks unto the Lord. Notice here in James chapter 4, it says in verse 14, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. I'm not long home from, we had our morning service. If, if you weren't there this morning, we had our service. Not long home from burying a man in Banbridge today. After the service. The stood in front of people. Small group it was. the stood in front of people. In that little room where there was the coffin, a man. 82 years of age. Turning 83 very soon and never made his 83rd birthday. And there he was in his coffin. The family were there and some mothers were there scattered here and there because of regulations. I spoke to them about this man and his Savior. Spoke to them about this man and his life a soldier in the army. He comes from a line of military personnel going back to 1756. And now this man has served here in Northern Ireland and he was in the Middle East and other countries of the world. And there through it all this time, we spoke of his life, how he met his wife and he had his children and then his grandchildren. And how this man... In 1998 realized all of his accomplishments were good in man's eyes, but all his accomplishments meant nothing before God. This man cried in 1998, and I remember, for I was there, I was with him. He cried for mercy on the God. And he trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there he was for 22 years. He and his wife both got saved by the sovereign grace of God. And now 22 years, I can tell you, friend, they've went like a blink of an eye. I buried him this afternoon, almost 83 years of age. And if John could say this, that's his name. He would tell you, there's only one life that will soon be passed. And it's only what's done for Christ will last. And in that little room, and later at the graveside, twice I preached the gospel of saving grace found in none other but the Lord Jesus Christ. And at times I could feel the tension of the crowd. Even as it were the, the hatred of the gospel. But I could speak. And I could talk. And I could preach. Of John's Savior. Because John. Was absent from the body. And to be present with the Lord. Can I ask you a friend this evening. If your life was to be vanquished and like a vapour it would appear for a little time and then vanish away, that day was today, day, where would you stand? Where would you spend eternity? Would you be with Christ, which is far better Or would you be lost heading for a devil's hell which is torment forever? For what is your life? There's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Life is fleeting. Life goes so fast, like a vapor, like a steam, and it vanishes away. Job says in Job 7 and verse 6, My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Like the shuttle would go across the loom. So fast. The eye can hardly keep up. Job said, my days are like that. Day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, and so on and so on and so on. And young people, they find they've got, they think of years and years and years left to live. Let me tell you, friend, let me tell you, young man, young woman. I had a friend and he was 18 years of age. We were supposed to go out one night to Port Rush. I was two years older than him. And there he says, my dad bought me a new car and he got a Volkswagen Golf GTI at 18 years of age. And he says, I'll meet you at 6 o'clock on this corner. And I says, okay, I'll see you there. And he never came. He never turned up. He was coming up York Road and flying around the corner, being a young man in a sports car a high-performance car. And there he rolled his car over three other cars that were coming in the opposite direction. And there he died at 18 years of age. We were going to Portrush, going to enjoy ourselves, going to live it up in the world. We are going to go. God was not in it. God was not asked about it. God wasn't even thought of. And oh, there at 18, he's launched out into eternity. His poor parents were heartbroken. Heartbroken. Never the same again. And I and other friends were also alike. We missed him. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Listen, you're never too old to be saved. And you're never too young to be saved. But you can be too late to get saved. Here we're told, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. Job says, "My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and are spent without hope." And I can tell you, every day is like a flash. I am coming 54, and I remember school like it was yesterday. Especially some of the killings I got. I remember it; it's like yesterday. Remember leaving school like it was yesterday? Time is like a weaver's shuttle every day. Today's another day it's almost gone and the sun will go down and we'll go home. And that's another day spent maybe for some without Christ. Lay your head upon your pillow in your bed tonight. Whether it's old or whether it's young. And I want you to hear not the voice of a man, but the voice of the Spirit of God. Eternity where? Eternity where? May you hear it over again. You might think I'm being cruel. I'm being the most loving person you could know in this place tonight. To tell you that the Spirit of God may say to you, Eternity where? Eternity where? Eternity where? Where will you spend eternity? Eternity. Where will you be? Where will you spend eternity? Job says, my days are spent without hope. You're going to live another day, sir, lady, young person. You're going to live another day without hope. You know what I told that family at the funeral before I stopped speaking at the graveside. And as we led and committed the body to the ground, here's what I said to them. Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul, for we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Didn't say we don't sorrow as Christians. He didn't say that. We do. He says we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Meaning that if the loved one, the person that's gone, is in Christ and is saved, And if you're saved, then your hope is in this life to see them and be with them again. They've left a forwarding address and you can be there with Christ, which is far better, where there is no sickness and there is no illness and there is no hurt. There's no separation. There's no more death. Who wouldn't want to spend eternity in a place like that? Who wouldn't, want, <clears throat> who wouldn't want to be with Christ? Which is far better. Let me get a drink. <clears throat> who wouldn't want to? I do. My <clears> throat is hoarse from speaking all day. Who wouldn't want to? For what is your life? <clears throat> it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. What is your life? You know what David said? What is man? I will accept God sometime and I'll come to God in my way. Well, there is no other way but through Christ. There is no other way. I'll leave you with this scripture. David says, When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the Son of man that thou thinkest upon him? David is saying, Why would God think about me? Why would God, such splendour and glory and majesty, think about me? Why want me? Friend, I can tell you, as a rotten, guilty, filthy, hell deserving sinner like me, I can tell you, I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I'll never be able to fathom it. But this thing I know about it is that in his grace and mercy, he stooped down and he rescued me. And he set the captive free. He set this captive free and he can do the same for you. You don't have to live another day without hope. For what is your life? There's even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanisheth away. Let's give thanks unto God as we close this, this evening. Eternal Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you for your long-suffering. We thank you for our eternal blessings, and temporal blessings, material blessings, spiritual blessings. We thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for his precious blood. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for your righteousness, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us inside and out. And in every day, Lord, you'll daily load with us with benefits. So to that end, Father, we pray. Lord, as we thank you, Lord, that you would give someone deciding grace tonight. Lord, the ability to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved, that you'd help them, Lord. You'd encourage them. Speak to them, if not nigh, in the night watches. The night watches, Lord, when people are sleeping, and the world goes silent, Lord, and they're lying in their bed. Let them not have sleep until they turn unto thee, till they cry unto thee, until they surrender themselves to thee. Oh, God, have mercy, and help us tonight. Lord, we thank you for all the people you've brought here. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for this ground in the Turkington family to enable us to be here. We thank you for the singers and musicians, for all who helped in the car park. Lord, we thank you. You've placed it in our hearts to be faithful, to be here. So we thank you for everyone and everything. Father, we have much to thank you for. Glorify your name. Glorify your son. For Jesus' sake, I ask it and pray. Amen. As always, I intend to stand at the corner if you need to talk about your soul. Please come and see me. Please come and speak to me. You stand at the corner. A watch is going through. Say hello to me by all means. But if you're worried or concerned about your salvation of your soul, please come and see me. And God willing, God willing, next Sunday we'll be here again. And God willing, my throat will be all right by then.